Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of Gin and Barrett, the podcast. I am Kevin O'Connor-Jones, your double barrel bitch, and as always, your fucking fabulous host every week. I hope you've all had a very Merry Christmas. Uh, you got everything Santa brought you that you wanted. You have pigged out in all the best food. And you have enjoyed, obviously, a tipple or two, especially salted caramel bailies. No, no, no. Uh, so... As it's the last week of the year, and the podcast is now six months old, we have decided, as we are on a very much needed festive break, to have a look back at 2023. Now, this episode will include a look back at some of our news stories we've covered, uh, some of the funny stories you have wrote in asking for advice, um, some of our weekly topics, and of course, what has been ragging our absolute shit every single week. So without further ado, please enjoy the best bits of Gin and Barrett 2023. Have you seen this theory that you never actually see your neighbours taking the groceries? I was thinking about this the other week. Someone told me this like months ago and I was thinking about it the other day. It's so random because I was thinking, do you know what? I've never actually seen this <laughs> If you ever send your neighbours one from the same about me, bring in the grocery. Okay, no, I have. <laughs> well, so the act. No, the glass is shattered for me. <laughs> I have never seen my neighbours on this street taking in their shopping, and I don't think I ever have, to be honest. But the explanation behind this, apparently, is that we are in a simulation. And you don't see that because that's born and has no impact on your life. <laughs> well, then my point is, then why do we have to go to work? Why do we have to fucking do all these other boring things? Why is that part of our simulation? So I do think it's a crock of shit, but it is actually quite funny because I never actually but have my neighbours taking their shop. Oh my yeah, that is bullshit because I've seen neighbours taking shopping. But the I, forget about that for a second, Sinead. Forget about the fact that you've seen it. We're just going to focus on the possibility that we are in a simulation. <laughs> Could be the whole reason that we go to work and do all these other boring things is that that is what the simulation has taught us we need to do in order to live in the simulation. <gasps> the glass is shattered. <laughs> Apparently, though, the explanation is if you do see your neighbours taking in the grocery shopping, there was an explanation for it. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Nosy, unless this is like a like glitch in the matrix or something. It, something, but it was something like then, them people are going to be a part of your life in your simulation. If you have seen that, there's like a storyline coming up that involves why you have a But you're, I see them every day, they're my relatives. But that's what I mean, they're in, they're, they're in your so they're really in my life. That's why you've seen it. That's why you've seen it. Outside your family, have you seen any of your other neighbours taking your shopping? In their shopping? So, wait. I think I think so. Because I've never seen my... Now, obviously, this is not living in Belfast, but at home, my neighbours are also my family. So why have I never seen it? Uh, but can you see into their yard? Well, no, we have a big hedge, actually. Well, then that'll be why, Sarah. No, but I mean, like, if you're coming at your front door, like, you, you've never seen them with a shopping bag. 
No, see, we have long lanes. Oh no, never mind. Our, our the Lara Road is not set up for that. Yeah, no, but even in Belfast, Sarah, is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about Scotia? I'm talking about home home. Oh, what about never Belfast? seen it in Belfast, like. And Ellie, what about you in Warrington? No, I never, I never see any of my neighbours, and it makes sense because when I, me and like my part, would me and Aaron bring the shopping in, there's no one around ever. If a part of a simulation, then why do I have to go shopping? Like, so my neighbours have to see me go shopping, well, why do I have to do it then? <laughs> because you've got to eat. Oh, no, it's like a pile of balls. Yeah, it's a pile of balls. <laughs> oh, Shania, just believe. believe. This, is like, this is the type of thing you read at like 3 a.m. when you can't sleep and you've just gone that far into the internet. <laughs> you don't know how you've got something. Like, 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 yeah, like, why did they, like, why did they pick shopping specifically? Because like, you see your neighbours doing other stuff, which is equally as boring as them taking in the shopping. Yeah, I know, but I think I think the reason why everyone's latched on to shopping is because everyone can kind of agree that they have never seen it. And the police started this conversation. Like, so she thinks? <laughs> I have seen them taking their groceries. Yeah, but family members don't count, apparently. They're, uh, they're still neighbours. I know, but they're in your story. <laughs> you are the exception to the rule, Sinead. No, but like your neighbours, like if you don't know them, like they're acquaintances or whatever, you're not going to be paying attention to what they're doing anyway. But you know, people age. Fantasy. That's just a shite. Like, that's one of it. Sorry, did I interrupt you, Sarah? Are you about to say something? Uh, Yeah, I was going back to this whole, so he's a two, but he's obsessed with you. No. If it's like if it's like a uh, desperate, I will get obsessed with anyone who even looks my way. No thank you. But if it's a genuine obsession with me myself, then yes. Just want okay. to clarify. Okay, no, like that's... it has to be a genuine obsession and not desperation. Fair. So how do you feel about a stalker? <laughs> <laughs> You see, that's an unhealthy, I say unhealthy obsession, like all well, obsessions are unhealthy, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, be, be obsessed with me to the point where you're not going to try and harm me physically. I will say, I will say, he didn't try to harm Stacey, this, I'm, I'm just going back to his standards. Um, he didn't try to harm her until she rejected him multiple times and embarrassed him in public going, you're a freak, you're a weirdo, leave me alone. So what if he was a, a nice stalker, but just wouldn't leave you? <laughs> no, but that's still past. Like, it's not uh, good. I'd really have to think about that. You know, that one's complicated. Sarah. Obviously, then I don't want a stalker. As you say, let's I want you to be obsessed with me, Jim. <laughs> I mean, Sarah, there's somebody in your past life I feel that could be a stalker, so I wouldn't really... <laughs> there's probably <laughs> multiple people in my past that could be a stalker if we're going to get realistic about this. Yeah. I'm, and one of them probably listens to this podcast too, so just watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
Right. I mean, they're blocked on everything if it's the person. The, per- the person oh. that we're all thinking about is blocked on everything. Okay. Oh, I know. That doesn't mean anyone trying to jump to your house. Should this be shown in the court of law? Sarah is not inviting <laughs> a stalker. <laughs> like, no, thank oh. you. So my first conspiracy theory is, have you ever heard of the conspiracy theory that birds aren't real? Yeah, I love it. Okay, so I hate birds. Really do. And I've always been walking down the streets of Liverpool or Belfast or whatever city I'm in. And especially pigeons, they're very dumb. And they'll just fly into you, which makes me kind of believe this conspiracy theory. Because if they're that dumb, then I do believe they are machines or cameras. So this conspiracy theory is that um, the birds are actually drones operated by countries' governments to spy on citizens. Predominantly, it's based in the US. Um, and journalist Rachel Roberts described birds aren't real as a joke that thousands of people are in on. Now, background there actually is a movement about this in america so there is a young guy called peter mcindoe and he created the conspiracy theory on a whim apparently in january 2017 and he wrote that he wrote birds aren't real on a poster and put up like a spontaneous video on social media and it went fucking viral and people are believing this left right and center um Okay, so he says that the all birds were exterminated by the government in America between 1959 and 1971 and replaced by lookalike drones used by to spy on the The specifics of this um, are not always consistent, but he has said that they sit on power lines to recharge themselves. <laughs> 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 that birds shit on cars as a tracking method. <laughs> Jeez, my car must be being tracked a lot then. Oh my god, who watch yourself? <laughs> um, the funniest one for me is that US President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by the government due to his reluctance to kill all the birds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, let me see what the next point is. Sorry. Um. So yeah. Um. There's been loads of there's been there's been loads of theories about this, as mentioned, and there's been loads of media appearances. So he's been all over the world with this theory, and it's cottoned on to other countries also believe in this, especially the UK and Australia. Um. What do you guys think? Definitely real, hundred percent. Refuse to, refuse to accept otherwise. I mean, I think it's so funny, so funny. But then when I mean, you said about the way they sit on the lines and choke yeah. themselves, that is hilarious because they actually sit on the power lines. Yeah, but it does make sense in a way, doesn't it? I mean, how can they sit on the power lines if I get electrocuted? Because there is electrical current going through them. Honestly, that's the bath. That's what's charging them. But it's because there's yeah. no like. Ground 
contact so that you could put opinion out, but you could then text the ground. Is that how it works? I don't know, but then is it not about, like, you know, electric fences to keep cattle and animals? And if you touch that, you get electrocuted. Yeah. So mm, I am starting to think, mm, I was a bit like, oh, that's a bit rare, but then I do, I do there's birds that do it, There birds. Just kind of concerned. I'm kind of concerned though because I spend a lot of money feeding the birds in my balcony. Um, <laughs> mostly just yellow sticker items I buy from Sainsbury's to feed the birds close <laughs> for me. And but I don't want to be wasting my money if they're just robots. <laughs> yeah, I mean I will say, um, as I said previously, birds have flown to me before, so it makes me think they're just being controlled. And See, that's like, shocking. Like, quick enough. Birds are really good at avoiding people. I think. Like. What are you doing that you're getting hit by these birds? Pigeons, in my opinion, are city birds, aren't they? So they're really dumb. So I do think pigeons are our government. See, try and if you don't hear from me ever again, I'm be- I've been murdered. But I do believe that. See, pigeons are my favorite bird because I feel bad for them. Because the reason pigeons are in cities is because we train them as like messengers and to like to do stuff for us. And then once we invented like phones, we just, yeah, oh, we don't nice. anymore and just dumped them in the streets. <laughs> and now they're all just living in the street and I think it's, it's our own fault. <laughs> yeah, the reason why they are messenger birds is they're called, they're fucking spies. And that, that makes sense. The government shows them as the prime yeah. bird for camera surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have seen a bird get squashed by a bus tire before. My God. James Street, years ago, waiting for a bus to go home. And there was this pigeon, you know, they just like, cuckoo, cuckoo. Really, cuckoo means I'm watching you. I'm watching you. The the bird was just like on the fucking kind of road, you know, the bus stop where they pull in, blah, blah, blah. Um, And the bus... I, uh, he lined it up perfectly. I think he did it on purpose because he probably believed it was the camera too. Going for a squash, this come, and the bus tire just drove over the bird. But this woman was like, "No, stop!" And she tried to save the pigeon, and then like it was crushed to bits. Like you could have made broth out of it. <laughs> and the woman was like, she got on the bus because you've killed that fucking pigeon. <laughs> oh my god I do believe it in one sense but then I have seen with my eyes that it was just bones and blood that was it's very well noticed to trick you yeah because <laughs> the new it says so it did it on purpose because I mean who says who sees that on an everyday occurrence about pigeons getting squashed by a bus tire so um can I say one more thing before we go? I just like the idea that there's some like, government spy agencies out there where someone's working on controlling birds and just choosing to fly them into you just for the hell of it. They're just like, oh, like, there's Kevin again. Bash. There's Kevin again. Bash. Just because it's funny. Because I'm on to the fucking console. trying to fucking knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll say if you're out there, and you notice that you've got like this one bird that won't fuck off around your house. And this is the thing. It's specific fucking birds coming back to the area that you're in all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. I know birds might come back to places they're familiar with. But you're a tiny bird. The world is huge compared to how you're finding your way back. You've got a tracking fucking device. That's how. <laughs> birds fucking migrating over across the Atlantic Ocean. I think fuck not. We're going to have to make Clint happy by the end of this podcast. Literally. I've just thought of this, actually. You know the way I say bird migrate 
different countries. No, they don't. They go back to government base and then they fucking come back out when they need it again. That's some downloading all the violence. <laughs> um, has anyone ever washed a sieve? Oh, yeah, so hard to get you know, especially if you've done pasta or something. Yeah, so I have washed a sieve. I've been here, um, about like eight, nine days, and I think I've washed a sieve that many times, once a day, and. I never want to see another sieve ever again because the suds get stuck in on the sieve and it takes you about 20 minutes to fucking get it clean. Like, it is ridiculous. And it's such, like, a weird annoyance, but it's, like, fucking hell. <laughs> it's so true. So, if you're out there, don't use the sieve. It's not worth the washing up. Well, I suppose you could put it in the dishwasher. That would probably help. But... I don't have a dishwasher here at the moment. I just avoid using one. I just use like the lid of the saucepan, you know, yeah. like put the water in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't really use a sieve back home, but um, a bit of context. Granny um, likes, you know, the tins of Heinz chicken soup? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But she makes me sieve out the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> So that's very hard to do. <laughs> I know. That's where I get it from. Well, honestly, where I get it from. But um, you know, do anything for granny, so I will wash the sieve. But I fucking hate it. So if you're listening, Lizzie, <laughs> she's taking the hand out of you whenever you go home. She's like, "I'll eat it all. Learn to like the chicken." <laughs> Um, this is totally off topic, but Sinead, did you tell Melissa who's wedding you at? I did. I messaged her. What I messaged her with a help. We'll talk about that. Who was it? It was someone I used to date a long time ago. I was like 10, 11, 12 years ago, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it would have been like long ago, right? Yeah, it's so funny when Sinead was telling me like whose wedding she was going to. I was like, oh, I knew that name. Show me a picture. I said, oh, fuck off. <laughs> There's hope for us all. There, oh, <laughs> there was for him. <laughs> God love her. Hope she likes pencil dicks. It's the winnick. Very big. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh my god. I love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Emily, what are yeah. your tricks? Mine are all so painfully specific. I think I've got like five. One, the one is just popped into my head. And I actually really, I just wanted to burst that off and so bad because, oh my god, look. Oh my god, I'll never get over this. So I'll start with the one I've just thought of. So basically, um, I used to, I dated this guy for like six months, I think. It was literally like barely anything. Yeah. And he was just, he just like started messaging me on Instagram for ages and he used to like ignore his messages and stuff. And then like I stopped speaking to someone. So I was like, do you know what? Let's just like give him a chance. And like I started speaking to him and he's kind of demented. So I was like, like we'll just see it's like he like has a car and all and he was minted so i was like slay 
We'll see where it is. And then we started to see each other and he lived with it. Oh my God, he lives with his mum and dad still, which is like fine because I was like younger and I still live with my mum and dad. But we were, oh God, we were at his once and we were sat every time we sing, every single time I went around to his, we had to like sit in the living room with his mum and dad. He was like such a mummy's boy. It was like painful. Oh. And then once, one time we were sat in his and we were sat in the front room and I was feeling like really sad or whatever and I felt really sick and I was just in a bit of a bad mood. And like, fine, like he was a mummy's boy, like he didn't understand like when people get sad. And I was sat there and his mum made us tea after me being like, no, I don't want it. Oh my God, it's actually making me want to, like, <laughs> so funny. She's mum made us tea and brought it into us. <laughs> and I wasn't hungry and I didn't want it. <laughs> and he turned around to me and he was like no please like please like I can't tell my mum you don't want it like she'll be like angry at me she'll shout at me and he was so scared what his mum was gonna say that he ate my thing for me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god when you're so scared his mum was gonna like be angry so he ate my tea for me so you can pretend that I'd eat it oh my god <laughs> Oh. I have like the opposite of that though. Like one time I went on a date and like I thought we were just going for drinks. So like I had dinner before I left the house. But then he was like, Oh, do you want to go and get food? And I was like, Oh fuck. No. Oh, right, okay. Dead on. So then I had two dinners. So that was huge if because he was he was literally like he was like twenty. So I was like, you literally can't go into your mom and be like, She's just not hungry. Like like you he was like scared he was like scared of the consequences. So, is there any enemies that you made in school that you bump into and you still see them? Blah, 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 blah. No, I don't think about people from then. Like, they haven't made that big of an impact in my life, so. Fab answer. What about you, Shastra? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, you get on with your life, I'll get on with my life. It makes no difference. See, Kevin knows me well. I'm an Aries too, so I do have a very large, forthcoming, petty streak. So... That girl that bullied me 22 years ago. So she had, she grew up and she had a baby and she's never lost the baby weight, so she's still fat. Um, and when I was working in a hotel, I won't name the hotel because there might be, there might be some listeners who will pick up on this. Um, there's a girl I used to work with who will pick up on, on this story straight away and I guarantee you if she's listening now, she, she will be laughing already before I've even got into it. So I worked in a hotel that was dog friendly. And um, when people wanted to bring dogs to stay, they could. But obviously they'd have to pay a supplement of uh, £20 per night. Now, this girl who used to bully me, she was quite a fan of staying in one of the hotels that I worked in. She didn't know I was there until this point. Uh-huh. And they'd come like every every other weekend, say, or maybe one weekend a month. They'd come on a Friday or a Saturday night or a Sunday if it was bank holiday. And um, I was feeling really, like, motivated that day. I just felt really good. The day was going good. Everyone was happy. Like, even the Karens had had a day off. Like, it was, it was just, like, it was just a really good day. Uh-huh. And... She was sitting in like the seating area. There's like a seating area in most receptions. So like this, this will sort of disguise the the hotel brand a little bit. 
she was sitting on the seating area and the fella had come to, to check in. And um, the girl who's listening was actually checking them in at the time. And I can almost hear her laughing in my head because I can still hear it now. I'd, I went behind the desk to do something. So I was, I was in a management role. Um, whether it was assistant management or whether I was head of a department, I will not say. Uh, but I decided to go behind this girl uh, that, that was checking them in, and she went. I went. Oh, um, don't forget to tell this gentleman, love, that it's, uh, it's twenty pounds extra for dogs. and she's sitting there going looking at me like i just like (laughs) killed a bird of prey in front of her or something and do you know what the funniest thing is a fella laughed he didn't even defend it he didn't even I mean, you know, like, who are you talking to? You calling me bird a dog? None of that. He laughed. <laughs> he laughed. And no joke, about six weeks later, they split up and they never got back together. He couldn't just move past that joke. Says it all. <laughs> no, neither of them can move past. But yeah, I just went, oh yeah, it's £20 extra for dogs. And there were so many people there. So many people that heard it, and I should have lost my job there and then. But even my manager thought it was fucking funny. Ryan and I should. I've had so and I'm on one now. I've had so many experiences in that industry of parents who just act like this child is not my problem and they're in public. We were in a restaurant, me and Nick years ago, it was a May Day bank holiday, years ago, never forget it. And me and Nick were like sitting in a corner by a window, and beside us to the left was this table of like eight adults. It was at 9pm, this two, 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 three-year-old toddler should have been in bed by that point, but not to judge people's parents. And, but should have been in bed. And this child was running around the restaurant and it, it came behind Nick and went, so our table was beside a window. It came around Nick and went into the window. So this child was between the window and off. And we're like, hello, are you lost? Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> are you lost <laughs> like and the parents didn't give a shit now I'm not saying that child could have got snatched but honey that's a snatcher's wet dream parents who do not look after their children like that people get kidnapped and then they're like Madeline can on the fucking news go and her poor child got kidnapped your child got kidnapped because you didn't look for that look and fuck after it does my head on no, I totally get what you mean. And like every child can, I mean, have their outbursts and all. It's what, I, you know, but I think it's up to the parents to like, as you say, like in that situation, like pull them to the side, pull them back over to them. Like, again, I don't have children, so not to shit on anyone's parenting side, but see this whole gentle parenting. I know, but it's this whole gentle parenting just like, I just find hilarious like it does no harm for a child to be shouted at and I don't mean like you don't have to be up screaming in their face but like it happened to us when we were younger it did no harm like we got the odd skate when we were younger did us absolutely no harm you were threatened with a wooden spoon and the sally rod like in fact you were told to go down to the lane down the lane and pick your own sally rod that you were going to get a skate with like do you know what I mean it put manners on us like it absolutely did us no harm and like I think like these children with especially with the gentle parenting, they're gonna grow up as snowflakes. And like I'm sorry, people in the real world aren't gonna to speak to them like that for the rest of their lives. Like 
they're not going to be prepared for what's to come. Hashtag be more Kevin. Because that's what the words is like. <laughs> I seen a TikTok today. Oh, sorry. Go on ahead. I keep, there must be a delay. I keep interrupting. No, no, no. That's going to be you know, and a good a good way to get out of speaking to somebody that you don't want to speak to is, especially if it's in public, is um just say sorry. I haven't got any change. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm and they'll be so offended that they won't even try to talk to you. <laughs> I know, right? I have the right version that line. So that's the absolute rude version of it. <laughs> like I heard this one one time and it was like, oh, like, let me let you get on. Do you know that that way? Like, oh, right. I'll let you launch her, and you know, as if like you're doing them a favor. Yeah. We don't have any cheeks. Stop breaking your work. I'll I'll let you get on. Like let me let you get on. Um, but like I just don't stop walking. Do you know? Like if you see someone and you're like, oh, how are you? Like I just keep walking because I'm like I'm not setting the precedent that I'm stopping here because I'm yeah. not. And the first one is, we like touch for you. This is what the person said. This is not what I'm saying. <laughs> they said what? So the person says, we like touch one for you. Was in the shop earlier and lifted a ton of Coke Zero. Dropped it before I went to pay, but it didn't bust or anything. So I went and put it back and lifted another one. My co-workers were horrified and said I was going to hell, but like I wasn't going to buy the dropped one. Am I going to hell or is it fair enough? I mean, they're not going to hell, but why did they not buy it? Like, they just dropped the tin. Hmm. I've got two viewpoints. And I've got a personal story to add. <laughs> so, personally for me, if I dropped like a can of drink and it didn't bust, I would put it back on the shelf. So I do agree with the person. But why? But why would you put it back on the shelf? I don't know. It's like some weird thing where I don't want to damage product. But you dropped it. I know, I know, I know. But in my head, that's what it is. Now, my other viewpoint is I used to work in a shop and I used to hate that. It, it, is, a, it is a public thing. If there's a damaged product that's still usable, but it looks damaged, people will not buy that. That's the last one left on the shelf. It's such a thing. I don't know what it is, but it is the way the general public are because it's like me. It's like the person who wrote in. But working in a shop, it used to be irritating because nobody would buy the thing. And then you restock the shelf of the same product and people would continue to buy the new one and leave the damaged one. Unless you were just the damaged one. It's because they didn't damage it. And they're like, well, I don't know where that's been, like up on the floor, you know, it's there are it's, it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Um, I will say if the can did bust, then you would go to hell. Cause you just went back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. But the fact it didn't bust, I will say you're not going to hell. But no one else will probably buy that. So yeah. I will also say I had personal experience from something similar that happened to me on Tuesday just this week. I was in the spa across from the chapel. We went to the chapel to see the grave, like some candles for granny. Went in to get Easton toilet roll and milk it. <laughs> and I also bought, we mean like for stocking up on Irish snacks because we don't get as nice stuff here in England. And you know those pink buns the granny used to buy? 
yeah. the Slamish ones, they were in the shop. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy a box to take home with me. And there were two boxes. This is something similar. There were two boxes on the shelf. One was like really dark icing, pink icing. The other was like light pink icing. I was like, I'll go for the dark pink icing. That, that means probably more sugar, probably more nicer. Um, and I was carrying toilet roll, big thing in the milk, the buns, and then I was getting some Irish crisps. And my hands were full. And Nick was nowhere to be seen. He fucked off and don't know where he went. And I was relying on his help. Because we didn't get a basket, we didn't get a trolley. I didn't think we'd need one. He comes around the corner with like three big things of Coke to take, Irish Coke, and then crisps and all this. So there was no room. And then because my hands were full, he couldn't grab any. I accidentally dropped the, the case of the pink buns on the floor in the shop. And they all went on the floor. And if you, that case is like, it's a flip kind of case. that It does not like seal. So if you drop it, it will fall. So I was like, fuck it. Picked up the buns left them there, went around, got another pack of the buns, was the last one, so got me pink buns, grand. But I didn't leave the pink buns on the floor, or the I didn't put them back on the shelf or anything, I took them to the till and goes like, sorry, I dropped these, I'm going to pay for them. And the woman goes, oh no, don't, don't be silly, like it happens all the time. So I think because I was honest, I wasn't charged for them. So maybe, well, you didn't bust the drink, so it's fair enough. But if you did, maybe if you took it to the till and said, oh, sorry, they, they wouldn't have charged it because you're honest. Where if you just kick it under, like, Carla would come and get you, you know what I mean? That was such a long-winded story for you to say my hands were falling and I dropped a pack of the buns. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did you tell you went down to it? And I just said, I just got in my hands. I dropped a pack of the buns and they fell on the floor. <laughs> you know me, I'm very descriptive. I like Jesus. Oh, I went to show him across my chat, but like, what? I'm not even know where that is. <laughs> oh, bitch. I <laughs> where they've been. No. Because <laughs> then we went into the chapel to light candles, and then we went down the next <laughs> one. I went my way, I didn't bring a basket. <laughs> I like to talk. I like to speak to people. I like people to imagine what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I need some cow gone. Maybe that's what it is. That's so strange, especially if you do stains level, because I love stains level. Like, you need to, but you can't get none of that anywhere anymore. That's another fucking annoyance. It's been an annoyance for me for like a fucking year. I used to get that shit in home bargains. You know, the one that came with like the little card bristly brushes attached to the bottle. I can't get that shit or use anytime I go into home bargains or Tesco or Asda I can't find that shit anywhere Dr. Beckman so if anyone knows where to get that from please do let me know or please let me know if you can get me another stain devil that is like the liquid you just apply to the clothes because it's great for taking makeup off collars or you know stuff like that yeah I am scrimping it now I'm salvaging every little last drop I have and I I even looked on Amazon because you can get everything fucking Amazon and I can't find it did they stop making it? Probably because that's life. Once you find a product that you like, they stop fucking making it, don't they? Yeah. Welcome to your thirties, rationing the steam devil. <laughs> <laughs> I know twenty-year-old Kevin wouldn't give a shit. So I don't know if I open the podcast every week with so, but it's such a good word. Um, but so, anyone who listened to the podcast last week uh, may remember that for a year I struggled to find Dr. Beckman's stain devil or stain remover, whatever you want to call it. And um, went grocery shopping to Aldi on Monday. And you know, there was like 
weird aisles that you just find any random shit down. There's a Dr. Beckman stand just in the middle of the aisle and what was on it. But the thing I needed, so I bulk buy like three or four bottles and they will do me a fucking long time. Made fucking manifestation Emily works sometimes <laughs> thanks to Mel because um, I'm not a very positive manifester as we all know from that episode that the three of us actually did <laughs> um, but yeah so happy fucking days I need I couldn't really find a lot about this but I did hear about it on another podcast I was listening to and then I did google it and it's a bit like what the fuck and i don't i would love to know the aftermath of what happened but apparently um so if you if you listen to us the podcast Saz was talking about forehead surgery and thankfully she's going to get it done in london if she's going to get it done <laughs> for this story everyone goes to turkey for the cheap surgeries now and apparently this woman from the uk went to turkey for breast augmentation and when she returned to the uk like a few days, you know, maybe a day or two after, she was in excruciating abdominal pain. Mm. So she was taken to Annie, and when they kind of like checked her over and stuff, it transpired that when she had the breast augmentation, she also had one of her kidneys stolen during the procedure. <gasps> oh my god! And this is a tricky. So apparently this happened in Turkey. Um, obviously, I don't know what, like, I wouldn't say surgery or whatever, because, like, that's defamation. I don't know that information anyway. But uh, apparently they stole one of her kidneys when she was having the rest. But then I thought to myself, wouldn't you have a scar? Yeah, you would have a scar. I, I, I will say um, a member of my family had a kidney transplant, right? And they don't have a scar because it was like keyhole surgery. So it's like minimal. You would not see it. And I was like, how the fuck can you put a kidney and like a, a kidney in a tiny hole without having major like a slit in you? But apparently it can be done. So the same thing could have been done for her. But one of her kidneys was gone. And obviously, like, I don't know if you're ever going to get that back. <laughs> no, I don't think you're getting that back. I don't think so, Kevin. That's her life ruined because how like you like is there not so many like health things that come along with only having one kidney and also if you've got it stolen it clearly wasn't removed in the most like healthy safe no. way. way and like, that is mad. I mean, you know they say that on the black market they sell your organs and stuff, but it's like she wasn't even compensated for it. Like, she wasn't, like, given a discount for her surgery. She wasn't, like, as far as I'm aware, she wasn't paid for her kidney. So, and I only found this out recently, and this would make me not, and this sounds really selfish, this would make me not give a kidney transplant if I was still alive. You can't drink if you have a kidney oh. transplant. So if, if I give one of my kidneys away, I could no longer drink. I didn't do that. I'm too cool. Unless it was someone I really, really cared about. Um, I could do it then, but oh my god. You would weigh up the pros and cons. She's crushed this is the podcast, Gin and Barrett. I couldn't say her life there if you could drink. No, it would be like um what you call that, Marks and Spencer? Seat slip and Barrett. What's it called? Seat slip and bear? What's non alcoholic MS thing everyone thinks is gin that gets them drunk, but it's not. 
So yeah, that's all the news stories. Do you have anything you want to touch on that we didn't mention? I was just singing in, uh, oh, sorry, I said in the news that there was um, an STA breakout in uh, McDonald's in uh, Belfast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Seen that on Twitter during the week. Uh, like, context, please. I think they were all sleeping with each other and one of them had it. Oh, I don't think. Yeah, there's a there's a major outbreak of gonorrhea in McDonald's. Just like, oh, God. Um, which one so I can avoid it, please? In the day. Self Telegraph. It has the article. Uh-oh. I mean, I would say it's the main one. And time. Well, it's not even because that looks stinking. Uh, like, they have security there. That's all to me. I mean, I've yeah. been in there many a time after a drunken night, and it is like rough as toast. Um, so I would, I would say it's that one, but not to speculate. Like, we don't want to do that, but we will. Um, oh my god, yeah, fucking hell! Don't go to McDonald's. You could end up like gonorrhea in your fucking chips. My god, I'm trying to explain that one. I mean, Peter partner got it from my chicken nuggets. I mean, I mean, like. <laughs> so this time, well, I suppose, yeah, because you could get gonorrhea of the mouth, couldn't you? And then you could itch your mouth, and then it oh, Stacy, that's grim. <laughs> Extra seasoning with your Okay, I've been Fucking hell! How did you find that out? Were you patient with your? I was scared. <laughs> I was frantically searching for an answer. <laughs> Put me off chicken nuggets for life here, Carla. No, bring Sarah didn't Sarah, did you have anything you were going to say there? No, I was just going to say I'm still flabbergasted of this woman getting her kidney stolen. I can't like, okay. like how and and did did the pain only start when she got back, or was she in pain for several days and then went to A and E? I suppose if you had like any operation, I mean, touch wood, I've never had an operation, and I'm I'm so scared to ever ever have to have one. But um, she had a breast augmenta- augmentation, so I don't know if she reduced or made them bigger. But regardless of what she had done, she would have been on some type of pain medication. So maybe she felt it when it wore off, because I'm sure that would have eased the pain of her kidneys as well. Okay. But I thought you know. Imagine if she'd never felt the pain. Like, she'd never, never thought of her kidneys was just gone. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> walking around and not realizing that you've got one of your organs stolen. I don't. I but can't. This does not compete with me. This is crazy. That's what I'm always so scared of. Like, I've touched with, again, never, I'm jinxing myself now. I've never had an operation. But it's always the fear of, like, you fall asleep and then maybe they take something that they shouldn't have or maybe they leave something in you. Because we hear those stories where they leave scalpels and scissors in you by accident and then sew you back up again. So, who fucking knows, to be honest. It's horrible. That's another thing. How do you leave a scalpel in someone by accident? Like, how? I don't understand. I don't know. Mad. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's an air conditioner. Afterwards, 
All right. Whenever they saw in the first love, and they're like, uh, oh dear. <laughs> oh, you have to cut them up early. Oh, I don't know that in there. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I found a new gorgeous necklace in a box that my partner had hidden. It was my birthday last week, so I was all excited for my present. Comes round to my birthday and no necklace in sight. Should I bring a... That literally reminds me of um, Love Actually. Love Actually. Yes! With the CZ. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would bring it up. Yeah, I I would. I'm like... 100% bring it up. It could be like they're just saving it for another time of the year, depending on what your birthday is. Maybe Christmas. I mean, if your birthday was last week, they could be saving it as a Christmas present. It's barely a Christmas present, but maybe they've just seen it and they're like, you know, fair enough. Or it could be an anniversary present, winter anniversary. It could be an innocent thing. But I was seeing, well, this is the thing though, if your anniversary, so I will say, if your anniversary is coming up before Christmas or Christmas is coming Maybe leave it because you don't want to spoil your surprise. Mm. But at the same time, if you don't have anniversary and you think Christmas is too far away and this person has never bought you extravagant Christmas presents, they're probably cheating on you, so bring it mm. up. Yeah, whichever like Christmas or anniversary is further away or whichever one comes first, wait until that yeah. passes. And then... Uh, yeah. And if, yeah. if you bring it, that's what I don't know where it was. Like, if you just stumbled across it, you could just be like, oh, it's just clean and blah, blah. And I happened to stumble upon it. Yeah. Or if it was like in a very suspicious, like a spot that you wouldn't really ever go in and you kind of knew that's where he is. I don't know. Kind of be like, I was snooping and I found it. I <laughs> yeah. I'd also say if you strongly believe that that necklace isn't for you, take it and hide it yourself. Yeah, and don't listen to Joni Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that part. I'm not going to cry. Well, I do. He's dead now, it's okay. And I suppose he it can't. depends on your intuition as well. Hey. Is it not Natasha? Then he must He's not dead. Who's <laughs> Natasha? Mm. Oh no, it's his it's it's first wife in the thing that's dead, isn't it? But as he did. Um, Dad. Were you talking about Liam Neeson? <laughs> Sorry. You don't think he's dead. Alan Rickman? No, hold on. Snake. Alan Rickman's dead. Yeah. He gave the necklace oh, to Dylan Thompson. You're thinking of Liam Neeson's wife, Natasha, who died. Which oh yeah, had Liam Neeson. <laughs> She's the most long parent trap. Yeah, yes. Natasha Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I never heard of Liam Neeson dying. She whacked her head when she was skiing and she died. No, Liam Neeson's not that. That's Liam Neeson's wife. Fake news, fake news. That was Rickson's the one we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's very corporate and very professional answer. So yeah, I would probably take that advice. But if it makes the person who has wrote in feel any better, if you're ever talking to the person and you are sitting down at a desk, what I used to do to people in the workplace who annoyed the fuck out of me is I used to give them the fingers under the desk. (laughs) 
so you're you're venting to them but they don't know so it's great because then it takes out your anger you feel like you've told them that you have a problem with them even though you haven't but um it kind of it kind of healthy you know <laughs> so collar that's what i would do but maybe go for shit <laughs> well, i mean like you could I, like as long as they can't see you like it's fine but i mean yeah. better to come off as a supportive colleague than a bit of a cunt yourself <laughs> the last thing that I have that is ragging the shit I mean this week and it wasn't actually something that I had until last night on my list and it is priests oh oh god um, I won't go too much into this story but granny had a wee family mass in the house last night and a certain priest Father Kelly I mean, if anyone needs to do it, a confession for forgiveness, Tim, after I tell you this story. And uh, so he was doing a wee family math in the house and um, he rang the house phone um, about maybe five, half five yesterday evening. Now, he tried to ring Granny's mobile first. I mean, Granny is so posh. She has the priest's fucking phone numbers and speed down. And um, Granny missed the call, so he rang the house phone. Now, Granny was asleep on the sofa. She's exhausted, God love her. Um, and she was trying to build up enough energy as she could for this mass at 7pm last night. And the priest rings the house phone. I answer, and he goes, Lizzie. Now, do I sound like a woman? Probably yes, but I don't care. And <laughs> I was like... um no do you need her and he was like I now at this point I didn't know who he was because I don't go to mass and I don't really listen to priests voices because I think they're fucking pedophiles and um, <laughs> anyways that's another topic for a podcast and um, he said yes and I said okay um, granny was too tired she wouldn't get up and I was like can I just ask who's calling and he was like I and he never told me who he was and then the third time I goes, well, she's just a bit tired. Like she's lying on the sofa. Can I just ask who's calling? And he was like, um, she'll know me when she talks to me. And then the fourth time I goes, well, she is exhausted. So can you just tell me who it is? Because if it's not urgent, I don't want her to get up off the sofa. She's exhausted. And he goes, oh, we'll get her up. I need to talk to her. Oh, my goodness. And then I realized after the fourth time, I was like, I recognize his voice now. It's the fucking priest. And Granny had to get up with the sofa. And all he said to Granny was, I'll be up around quarter to seven. Is that okay? She said aye and put the phone down. So he went up off the sofa for that when he could have passed message on. But Granny adores priests. It's her upbringing. It's the generation. She thinks they are like God themselves and reincarnated, to be honest. And to be honest, I've never liked that particular priest. I think he's a cunt. And um, I knew there was a reason why I didn't like him, and that just further validated the reason why I don't like him. Fair enough. I'm not a follower of that religion, and for good fucking reason. I always say, you know, priests or nuns, whomever is a part of that religion, aren't they meant to give up willfully? Sorry, someone's waving at me at the window. <laughs> um, um, 
aren't they meant to give up their worldly possessions to serve God? I'm sorry, the richest people in this fucking particular town are the fucking priests. They have two separate houses, their Apple computers and their windows. It's a whole another podcast episode that I really want to do and talk about. Um, I treat them like normal people because they are. They're not Jesus incarnate. They're fucking a normal man who thinks they're better than thou. Holy pun intended. Um, but mm. I, I just don't like them. And I was only a part of the mass for Granny. I'll do anything for her. But I, I just think they're absolute cunts. I, I think they are. And why could me have told me on the phone... I'm Father Kelly. I'll be up and I'll pass the message on. Hi, that's ridiculous. Like, who did they want to And if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> take yourself to confession, you old cunt. <laughs> I'm meant to be a man of God, more like fucking Judas Iscariot. <laughs> Um, and the last news story that I have this week, which is shocking the whole world everywhere. And if you haven't heard this story, you've been living under a rock. Have you heard of the Amsterdam blowjob story? Uh, oh my God. Traumatized. Traumatized. <laughs> I've never heard anything worse in my life. <laughs> For anyone out there who may have not heard this story, and like I said, you've been living under a rock if you haven't, the story goes that a girl is sending one of her friends a voice note, and it's a friend of a friend of a friend of a girl that she lives with. And the story is there was a big group of friends, and it's mixed. So the hen party and the stag party, they both went to Amsterdam the same weekend, but they went their separate ways. When they got there... And one of the hands, she was that drunk, she went into like, kind of like a glory hall place. So she's that, that pissed, she said, I'll just start sucking some random guy's cock. And and she was in one of them places apparently where it's a screen, but you can make the screen unblurred. So transparency, so you can see each other, but you both have to press the button. So she was like, fuck it, I'll press the button. So the, the guy must have already pressed the button waiting for her to press it and then she was sucking him off she locked up and it was her dad that she was given a blowjob to apparently um, and apparently this has ruined the family the, the hen and stags had to leave early um, not only does the mother have to come, come to terms with the fact that her husband was cheating on her but he cheated on her with their daughter <laughs> Gross. I mean, how, how could you ever be a normal family? Like, how could you, me and Nick were talking, how could you sit down and watch EastEnders on Christmas Day together? How could you just sit there and have a meal with them and be normal? Like, how could you ever even look at them again? How could you ever even be in the same room at all again? You would literally have to disown them and pretend that they've all died honestly guys that's off to drink bleach yeah but no amount of therapy is going to like and this is the question that i had did she finish him off or did she <laughs> before <laughs> i mean that 
I feel like in that scenario, the the mood would be killed instantly. So I don't really think that that was a major concern at the time. No, but what I mean by that is, did she did she go all the way? That would be worse, in my opinion. Like it's bad, but that would be worse. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like that. That oh would go psychologically fuck you um what we learned from this is do not go to the glory hole places in amsterdam lads it's not worth the risk or if you're going to go make sure you can see who you're you're fucking (laughs) (laughs) but not only that like how does she know if this is thing with glory holes so you don't know what the person behind the screen or behind whatever it looks like so they might you might suck on them off but you if you've seen them you might not actually be physically attracted to them so i don't understand like why you do it like i don't know but she was drunk obviously she just thought i'm an amsterdam i'll fucking suck some random person cock my god it would nearly make you consider being sober i can't what is for my god? Well, maybe I'll rethink the plan for the weekend. <laughs> I, I imagine, though, they didn't do the, the screen thing. Imagine they didn't know because they just left there thinking um, that it was a stranger. Like, it probably better that they didn't know, but like, is, is it better in a way? I don't know. But imagine it's, if she walked out the same time as his dad was leaving and they bumped into each other. Uh, no, but no. Oh my god! Like it's just. Can. And then I was thinking, I was like, "Is that well? It is incest, isn't it?" But I was like, "Is that a crime in the UK?" <laughs> but then I was speaking to Tiernan, and he was like, "Well, no. It's, it's, if the crime's committed in a different country, then they can't get you." But I was like, "But if you murderous, but I, but my murderous not in the UK. I went to the Netherlands. Could they not arrest me?" No, it's not the same crime. It's but... still cool. So yeah. <laughs> so. And that makes me have a question. You know how when you don't mean to kill somebody, but you do, the crime is manslaughter. What is the term for accidental incest? Is this bit for a snippet there's <laughs> <laughs> a little tiktok yes <laughs> oh my god that might be the funniest thing i've ever heard that's the funniest like, thing i've ever heard accidental incest or accidental blowjobs man's daughter excellent well done uh, Kevin. well done sad you were saying that you had a question I don't really, uh, we would like advice on the big life decision that I need help with please nope. um, do I put money towards getting a new car or a new forehead what oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, I need a bit more context. What do you mean by a new forehead? <laughs> we know that's one of my insecurities, that I have a massive forehead and I'm not looking for anyone to be like, you don't, because I know I do. But um, there's a surgery you can get where basically they like make an incision around your hairline and they pull your scalp forward. And like okay. they can do it like between two and two and a half centimetres. And I'm like, oh, which do I spend money on? Because I'd really like an, a new car, but I I think the forehead, because you'll have that for life, whereas like a car you'll have for like five years. Do you know what I mean? But then I've, I've also driven the, the car I currently have. I've had for like nearly 10 years. So I'm like ready for an update. But, well, see, the thing is, right, I don't even know if they can do the surgery for me because because I've already seen her line anyway, it might not even work because your hair line's just going to keep going back. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose, but then I'm like, do I want to spend the money going to England for the consultation and all that kind of crack? Is there much of a price difference? Well, I mean, I guess it depends what car you go for. But like, I, I mean, I'm not going to be getting any on top of the range or anything like that. But the um, all in all, the forehead surgery would probably cost me around 10 grand. And so like, that's a, around what I'd be putting towards the car as well. Hmm. So I'm just like, I don't know. But yeah, that's mental. It's a hard one. But yeah, I would say you're going to have the the forehead for life. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like yeah. a car will come and go and like, you know. That's true. Like I, I do, I, like I do worry about the fact that like if I did get it done, like obviously it's going to change your appearance to like a certain extent. And obviously I hope that it's for the better. Well, maybe like I'm not going to say it's going to fix all my insecurities or anything like that. But like it might make me feel less insecure. But like, like what if it like really changes like your face or something? I don't know. I'm kind of scared about that. I mean, maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing either. Like, but I feel like working at comment on this as someone who got their teeth done. So from that perspective, like I was really worried. I was like, oh, what if everyone like looks at me really funny? Like she looks really different, blah blah blah. But like things are so not natural, but you know they do things in such a way that people won't look at you and be like, oh my god, like, yeah. What? What's wrong with her? Do you know? Uh, well, like, I've put off, like, looking into, like, the hairline surgery and stuff because I always thought it would only be a hair transplant. That Like, that was the only option. And, like, mm. obviously that's not to be stereotypical, but it's a bit easier for men who have short hair. Like, obviously, I, I mean, I don't have really long hair, but, like, shoulder length hair. And I don't want to be going around with, like, wee hair sprouting out of my forehead, you know, as it grows back. So, like, whenever I seen this, I was like, so I'd actually originally seen it, like, years ago. But like you had to go to Turkey or something for it. And I was like, absolutely not. But then I seen that like there's a surgeon in England that does it. Oh, sorry. We've just lost that. Coming back. Hold on. Is she coming back? <laughs> so we have just lost you. You're back. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you're back, huh? Yeah. All right. Where did they get to? Did they get to talking about I seen it years ago in Turkey? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So seeing that you could get it done years ago in Turkey and I was like, absolutely not so then like whenever I seen that you could get it done in England and like it's not a new thing but it was just something that I hadn't really heard of and actually it seems like the, the videos I've seen from the surgeon says it was actually a lot more common in like men who were going through transitional surgery to like make them more feminine and stuff having like more feminine hairline and stuff but I've seen like I know 
you shouldn't believe everything on TikTok and stuff. But I've seen quite a lot of people on TikTok. There was a girl in particular, she was posting like, so she had it done a year ago and she was posting updates um, and stuff. And it just, it looks so good. Like, and so like, at the end of the day, it's surgery, but like the scar, because it's in your hairline, like it's not very noticeable and stuff. But like, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know what to do because I would really like a new car. I mean, I think my advice at the end of the day is to do whatever you want to do. And also like, I know, I know, I know. I think do what you want and do whatever makes you happier. If you think that back surgery is going to make you happier, I would do that over a car because as Mel said, you can get a car anytime. That's true. Like a car is a car. It will break down. Yeah. it's how you look and if that affects you more than having a new car then I would do the surgery yeah I know I think I know all this but it's just I don't want to make the decision <laughs> somebody blow the only car yeah. I know no I know get the new forehead of the car <laughs> next time you see me you will not reckon anything and well the surgeon in the faith that I find it's um the Harley Street or something like that like and I have like gone as far as contacting them that. to get like the brochure and stuff and like reading the brochure actually made me want to get it done more I was like well bear me and started, you've got I'm, pretty much started the process there because how much have you looked around the cars how much well, I've, done, I've, I've done that a lot more. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, the surgery roll comments along for it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what well, can I get done while you're over there? We'll make a way. <laughs> <laughs> he does he does loads of different things. <laughs> yes. We'll all get done from over there. <laughs> and maybe you'll do a little Jason offer. <laughs> exactly, um, and then we can do we can do the video podcast when we're all like looking after the day before and afters. Oh my god, we're gonna just keep going on the pod, love it. I think it's for us like okay. with the discount of it. Sponsor us, Harley Street, please. <laughs> So do you know what's funny? The actual right. surgeon is bald. <laughs> oh, how ironic! Boy, do you know how I feel about acting? You know, I know, but like he's obviously like well trained in what he does. Like, but like, do you think? <laughs> well, he's not be doing it himself. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. It's like trusting a dentist with no teeth. Anyway, I'll keep you updated and let you know what I decide. Please, yeah. Right, moving on from below jobs to raping cows. Um, have you heard of the British man who snuck into a farm in the middle of the night and had sex with a cow? No. No. Okay, I'm not surprised you haven't heard this because it's very fucking rare. Um, but he was discovered when he triggered an alarm placed by the farmer and a DNA sample proved that Liam Brown, 25, from Burton, near Dorset, <laughs> straight up naming him, <laughs> had intercourse on the 12th of June, 2022. Well, he pled guilty on the 25th of August this year at the Magistrates Court to sexual penetration with a living animal and causing unnecessary suffering to a cow. Um, to make matters worse, 
His family have been employed on that farm for years. So he was known to the farmer and the cows since childhood. (laughs) (laughs) And the journalist who I found this article quite funny, the line of the article was, it was an utterly despicable act of calculation. (laughs) (laughs) That is fine British journalism. (laughs) That's peak journalism. Uh, Peak, peak. I mean... He well, he was released on bail, but he's the pending sentencing on the twenty second of September, which is today week, isn't it? So we will find out next week, hopefully, what has happened. But he should do time for that. That poor cow. He should not be on bail. He's a danger to other cows. That's that. But he's not a danger to the public. He's only a danger to cows. Yeah, cows have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just kind of have to laugh because it's like, I know cows maybe don't have a conscious, like, conscience like us, but you don't want to see them get, like, raped. I'm just concerned about, like, the, the like, physics of it. Cows are pretty big. <laughs> Must have been standing on something. Yeah. I don't, to be honest, I don't really want to picture how you done it, but... <laughs> This might be a really stupid question, but if he <laughs> finished in the car, like, can the car get pregnant? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but like different species, that won't happen. <laughs> Work me like a crossbreed. Some sort of cow human halfbreed. <laughs> Here, stranger things have happened. <laughs> Stands on two legs with like others and just shits milk at people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could start the next world war. That cow could come back with a vengeance. Like humans are doing it. Here, if Mexico brought out aliens, we might have, um, what are they called? P- cow people? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Oh, it's just like, what a dirty bastard. Like, just go have a, go home and have a wank over cow pictures or something. You don't have to go and fucking, like, have sex with a cow. Like, I know, like, when it comes to, like, mating in farms, the cows don't give consent. The bull is just done, I suppose. <laughs> but so that's why it's normal. <laughs> My God. I feel like we've spent enough. I mean, like, I don't don't understand the sex. (laughs) I just don't understand the attraction to the cow. I really don't get that. Leave the cow alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he (laughs) he has this like complex. I want to call it where I will do washing the night before. It won't be fully dry. Well, instead of getting something out of the wardrobe that he has plenty of choice to wear, he will take something off a clothes horse that hasn't even been out for 24 hours, washed and dried. He will take that, put it in the dryer, and then wear it, and then it's back in the basket the next day of the same night. It's like, you wouldn't have wore that if I didn't wash that, because what would you have done if I hadn't done the wash and you woke up, you would have to have wore someone wore something from the wardrobe mm-hmm. so am I being irrational or can you relate to what I'm saying 
I think you're being irrational. <laughs> no, I will say, Kev, I understand why that or I cannot I can see it why it irritates you, but I don't have this problem because I don't wash other people's clothes. I'm responsible for my own. And when that's the way it should be. It's the way it should be, because then you have no one to get mad at but yourself. Mm. But see, I have this problem where I can't trust Nick to wash clothes. Because he doesn't check the temperatures of what clothing, you know, some clothings are different temperatures, some are hands washed, some are different. He won't check the labels and there are times in the past where he has shrunk in quite expensive clothing and that's gone off the fucking reels. So I just take control of that because I don't trust him to do it properly. And I'm going away tomorrow to Ireland for a few weeks and I have made sure that there's not one thing of mine in that washing basket so that he can't fuck it up. So he can do the own wash and don't care about his own clothes. But I think I'm going to have the risk of fucking my clothes up when I'm away. Sure. <laughs> so I love you really. Marshall or not, at least my clothes are safe. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I do feel like on that point, you are a bit irrational because he's going to have to wear a t-shirt anyway. So why does it matter if it's just been freshly washed? No, I know. But then it goes straight in the basket and then it's like, I would feel cares. No, it's a, it is irrational, but I would feel better if he took something out of the wardrobe that had been in the wardrobe for like a while. And then that goes in the basket because it feels like my job wasn't wasted, if you understand what I mean. I get it. I, I follow. Like it's just okay. Basket washing machine hang up. He wore it back to basket in the same 24-hour period. Like he hasn't had time to sit in the water. Yeah, he hasn't even had And then he's wasting money and anything <laughs> by putting it in the dryer. Because he needs to wear the specific fucking thing. Just charge him like 10 p.m. on it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like a little drop. Yeah. Okay, and the last question that I'm going to ask. Oh, it's a bit of a long one. So, um, my flatmate keeps borrowing my clothes without asking me, which I didn't mind at the start. But now, every time we go out, she comes out of her room wearing something of mine, but acts like she just bought it. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm like so angry, but I don't want to cause an argument. What should I do? Did he say like one fan? I said Maybe like that's done. That's done. Like the audacity to pretend that you've bought it. Like actually come out and be like, look what I bought today. Or, yeah. or are they just like swagging out as if they're in new clothes or something? Like, that is an absolute disgrace. I would be telling that skanky bastard, uh, stop wearing like me. Yeah, like, is she is the person basically getting gaslit by their housemate? Like, that's mine. Oh, no, it's not. I bought it the other day. I'd like, show me the receipt. But on the facts, they got it. So, you need to get locks on the door. Yeah, 100%. Also, not that this is real life, but I would just like to bring to everyone's attention the episode of Friends where Monica thought her housekeeper was stealing her clothes. <laughs> and remember that whole thing where the bra that she thought she was, <laughs> he was wearing? Like, are you sure that those clothes are not in your wardrobe? Yeah. Maybe she saw you wearing it and I've been like, Oh my god, you're so stylish. I wanna look just like you. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this too. 
or is it literally that she's like taking it yeah and you're saying like are you saying that that's mine and she's like no i just bought this context more information the, the basis that it's happened more than once, I'm guessing this has happened a few times by the, the size of the message. That's why she's thinking that they're her clothes. Ah. Yeah. Well, it depends how long ago the world is from as well. Like, it's like an old dress. Also, if you know that I bought it, no love, I, I had this since 2012. I think you bought it like 10 years ago. I like, am bit. <laughs> You won't be able to buy that anyway. <laughs> That's true, actually. I mean, what I what I think you should do is set her up with it and actually like put a piece of clothing somewhere like that she can easily access it without going into your room. Like maybe put it in the living room on a clothes horse or something, and then if it goes missing and you see her wearing it, and then she says she bought it, then then you know you, you have it definitely confirmed. Yeah, you know what I mean. But overall, she sounds like a bit of a clap clap mm-hmm. dude. Or what you could do. This is like another thing. Rather than putting it somewhere obvious, why don't you take like, why don't you cut like half of the label off it or something? Yes. And then you can be like, oh, you clearly didn't just buy this because uh, half the label's missing. (laughs) Then how do you go about actually checking that? It's the thing without being accused of, you know, salt. The next time that she does a wash, stop the washing machine, take it out and lock it. <laughs> oh my god! No, but I suppose so. Like, is this like? Oh, I don't know. I think, I think we need a bit more information as well, though. But like, is this one of your actual friends, or is this somebody you just happen to live with that you're not friends with? Because you know, if you're living in a house, well, surely you just lock your door fat. if you were leaving. So you know, maybe if you have a lock on your bedroom door, start locking oh, it. Yeah. Like, if you're washing your clothes, you know take them into your bedroom to dry don't leave them around this is in the house but if it's your actual friend i'm wondering have they asked you before to borrow your clothes and then now they're just assuming because every time you said yes that they can borrow them nah. um and yeah and just wear them because if that's the case you could just have a conversation currently and just say like i don't mind you borrow my clothes but like ask me before you go in and take them yeah. but if you're living in a house share definitely lock your bedroom because if they're going in and taking your clothes they could be taking anything or looking through anything but yeah. in, in, the person's written and said that the person is like saying that they bought the clothes so, I mean Tiger they saying that as like a joke like oh look what I got today but like they're like this is yours <laughs> what do I do when my partner won't stop fucking nagging me <laughs> I take it as a man <laughs> I can neither confirm nor <laughs> is it Nick I'm making <laughs> lies it's not Nick because let me tell you I would be written out the question <laughs> maybe it's from an anonymous uh, entry <laughs> well I will say to this question I would classify myself as the nagger in the relationship but my response to your question is, what the fuck have you done to be nagged at? Yeah, book up your ideas. Clearly you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Don't fucking be writing into me after all I talk about on the <laughs> podcast. Saying <laughs> what to do when someone's like, and you're obviously doing something fucking wrong. So write in what you're doing. tell them that they should be grateful that there's someone nagging them. Keep it in mind. Exactly. 
do what you're told. That's what I would say. Just do <laughs> I don't say and I say to Nick, if you want me to stop nagging, then stop doing to what you're doing to make me nag. It's very fucking simple. You keep me happy, you'll be happy in the long run because then I won't nag. Simple. So person, take my advice. Fuck your ideas up. I mean, if they're nagging just for the sake of nagging, then there's love a it. one. But I love I, how this person's asking advice and we're just attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I just, I have the viewpoint because I, I live it every day. If someone's nagging at you, there has to be a fucking reason. I, do, I just don't see why somebody would be nagging at you for the sake of not nagging. Yeah. Exactly. And the person nagging is coming from a good place. Yes. They want- they're not digging it. They do, they're not nagging you for their own grumpy pleasure. They're doing it for good cause. Good I'm going to go devil's advocate here and say uh, they're, they're an abusive partner and you should dump them. They're controlling your behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not really nagging. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Stand up to them. Stand, Stand up to them. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a beast, I'm not a for nagging. <laughs> you're allowed to nag. I will say, I'm an advocate for naggers. <laughs> I know what you're going through, honey. I really do. <laughs> so, I have uh, a question. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How do you cope when you have to constantly nag someone? <laughs> not very fucking well. <laughs> not well, bitch. Let me tell you, not well at all. How do you uh, deal with the stress <laughs> drink. when they don't listen? <laughs> drink or eat. You're not just nagging enough. You're not getting the message through them. You have to nag more. But like, it's re- like what I said is what was ragging the shit out of me this week. It's like repetitive. I have to keep bringing the same stuff up. So, see, what you want to do is like that thing with the treating dogs, where instead of like nagging them and making it negative, give them a treat every time they do something right. Um, and eventually it'll get they'll eventually something right because I don't get a treat for doing it right well, they, eventually they'll do it instinctively and you don't have to keep treating them but that's just how you train <laughs> them like a dog I'm sorry like, oh, it's always better than the stick no because every time Nick does something right just give him a treat but um, I don't get a treat for doing it right anyway so what, what, what's that say logic because you want it done though that your treat is the thing getting done you don't have to deny <laughs> that's your treat I want it done. I don't want to give people treats seeing what I do. <laughs> Every time Trevor does when you're nagging him and he does it on the first nag, he just pulls a snicker so I didn't give it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, they should just do it without being rewarded. And I don't have any sympathy for a person writing in them. Sorry. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ryan. I think that's it. Um, I hope we. Well, I didn't help you. I hope Carla and Tierney helped me. <laughs> didn't get a shit if I helped you. <laughs> and there you have it. Those were the best bits of Jim and Barrett, twenty twenty three. I really hope you enjoyed that. I do apologise if there's some audio issues during the episode. Um, I've had to pull these clips from previous recorded episodes. Sometimes the software isn't the best. Hopefully that's something we can improve on in 2024. 
but thank you so much for your support over the last six months. From myself and all the friends at the pod, Sinead, Saraz, Sarah, Tiernan, Shastra, Mel, Ellie, Emily, and Carla. And I apologize if I forgot anybody. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, have a very happy new year. And we will see you in 2024. Goodbye.